Welcome home. We are in Catonsville. I'm Nestor. We are at WNST AM 1570, and uh, we were Towson, Baltimore, but today we're Catonsville. Uh, we're West Side. We're doing the Maryland Food Bank, a cup of Super Bowl, 10 times the cash from our Maryland lottery. One for you, Bill Cole. One for you, one for you, none for me, because I'm ineligible, but you can come get them. I've got uh, I have a whole other book of these, Bill. Roz gave me like hundreds of these. So Bill Cole joins us now from Cole Roofing and Gordian Energy, also our sponsors along with Window Nation. Uh, Raskin Global, he's sunning himself in Hawaii right now, and our friends at Chiffy Lou Multicare. You usually join me on Wednesdays. We fought a little bit last week, didn't we? A little bit? Yeah, I've been getting a little bit of feedback on that by, you know, the two or three people I forced to listen to it. So, yeah. That, we had a, a patriotism debate, and it, it just, it, it, I brought it up three different times. I, I sort of feel bad that it went in that direction, but I love you. You know, no, we, have, we, have, I, we have to argue about these it, things. But the actual conversation about the ownership change of the Orioles seems to be very positive. That's all the, all the feedback I'm getting is that. Oh, nobody remembered the bad parts. This is the good parts. Correct. I love that part of me when they do that. Yep. Just remember the good things I did. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. The Maryland zoo used to be the Baltimore zoo. I've been going there my whole life. Um, it's no secret that when my wife uh, had cancer 10 years ago, the man who saved her life was uh, obsessed with penguins, West African penguins. Uh, I then found out that we have the largest collection of West African penguins anywhere outside of West Africa. And the next thing I know, uh, we're zoo people. And, you know, I've zoomeranged. I've brewed at the zoo. Uh, I've brewed at the zoo. Brewed and brewed. I've done all Thank the you. zoos. Uh, and uh, Kirby Fowler used to do things in the city and do good things here and bringing people together. And somehow, like Hutchinson... They retired you up there with all the animals to, to, to lord over them <laughs> and make sure they stay safe in Druidal Park. So I've done St. Francis Neighborhood Center this week. Uh, so I've done things in your neighborhood. Yes. So I've gotten We're all partnering with them. How are you? Fine. How are you doing? All right. We got That's friends it. here. We got yes. Bill's here. We got all sorts of people. Introduction. I don't know her role. Sure, I sure. We have Shannon Brown, who's our vice president of strategy and development. Vice president. I'm that for my company, too. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I do it all, though. But I want that title. Well, it's, it's really alluring. I don't know that you want it. But <laughs> well, I mean, I think for the zoo, you guys have done a great job of trying to get people out, and it's sort of the one and only. And uh, every time I go, I'm like, I didn't know they had that. You know? Like, I think it's something that you tried to build on that if you haven't been in a while, you go, and you're like... Oh, look at what they did here. And, Bill, you would say that's because of people like you and own businesses and people that contribute and people come out and people that are part of it. It is uh, it's a part of civic pride, the Maryland Zoo. Yeah, I think, if anything, if we can focus this conversation, Ness, it's about the future and the exciting future that, that Kirby is forming at the zoo. Well, he knows everybody because, in town. Well, and I don't know that, you know, <laughs> Not everybody. I don't I don't know how... People interact with things that don't necessarily have this projection of what it's going to become. Like, yes. we love this, we're going here, and I, I mean, I, that's the story that we want to tell today. Can I mention something? It's pretty amazing. You can mention anything you want. Bill right Cole here. is on our board of directors, board of trustees, one of our great leaders. I trust him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're wonderful to have his experience and also his dedication. So, I just got to start off with that. Very kind. I had Thank you. you. On. The last time I had you on, we were doing vegan, vegan crab cakes, right? Yes, at the Atlantic Kush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they're delicious, by the way. They're different. They don't taste just like a crab cake. They taste. So it, 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 it won't not. Rem- you won't f- not finish it. You'll start it. You'll be like. Oh, that's weird. You'll put them like that. It's really weird. It was very good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then the next thing you know, you're like, 
oh, it wasn't a crab cake, but it kind of had, it kind of satiated me. Especially if you're shellfish intolerant, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, the more texture than anything else. But it's it. not a crab cake, right? No. no. Okay. No. It, I, and I don't even know what it's made of. Don't like a bean cake? No. It's got to be a bean. No, no, no. Some sort of, it's right? made of some vegetable that I've never heard of in any, uh, I have to. I literally will have to go back and watch it okay. again. Okay. Impossible I don't know crab or something Jack like fruit. that. No, not like that. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, so yeah. I did a vegan crab cake with John Shields, the legendary John Shields, who's my relative, by the way, at Gertrude's, and his was made of zucchini. This was not zucchini, the okay. thing they're doing mm-hmm. in there. It, okay. had, it almost crunched like it had shells in it, like in a weird, like in a good way, like it, would, it almost gotcha. had that authenticity that right. you want. Okay. What's going on, Shannon, at the zoo uh, that I... Uh, are we still doing Brew at the Zoo? Yeah, we do tons of stuff. So Brew at the Zoo is our largest single fundraiser of the year, um, which always takes place Memorial Day weekend. It's two days, six bands, 80 different drinks on tap. So that's a huge fundraiser for us. But we have tons of little things throughout the year. Actually, this weekend we have two uh, flamingo events. So it's a Valentine's Day drag brunch. And so there's live drag performances, lots of animal Somebody demos. Somebody promoted this on the show last week. They told me about Galentine's. It's incredible, yeah. Somebody huh. last week on the show mentioned Galentine's to me. A lot of people are talking about well, it. That's fantastic. I, well, no, I, that's how I know Can about it. Because nobody uses that term. That's your term, right? I stole it from Parks and Rec, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but somebody told me they're doing a Galentine's <laughs> thing. Over there. Somebody that knew you told me, say, oh, the Kirby, and I forgot okay. who it was. So. That's okay. But anyway, you're here. Yeah, so we, we're having that, um, which is we started this about, oh, thank you. Yeah, um, I want you to sound good. <laughs> no. I don't want Bill to stop breathing into his mic, no. so I'm going to have that. Do- oh, there we go. All right, perfect. Less, I've been doing Bill. this a while. Okay. You can breathe all you want. I it's won't not breathe. Sorry. That might be Kirby breathing. It's not. Breathing. It's not me, but go ahead. <laughs> but so um, actually on Valentine's Day next week, we are holding. Wrong, wrong holiday. Sorry about that. The heavy breathing, the Got killer. It. We're, we're not there right. yet. Exactly. That's okay. We're not there yeah. yet. Um, but we don't need you to make Valentine's noises either. Right. <laughs> I didn't make love sex. <laughs> that was funny. Please don't. Um, but so next week on Valentine's Day, we're hosting an event called Sex at the Zoo. And it's an evening for adults, but it is um, cocktails, lots of heavy acts. Is Curio Wellness participating in this? We are working to participate with Curio Wellness, but not for Sex at the and Zoo maybe this year. I thought it was Wendy that brought this up. Because I talked to her about the product O-O-H. That yeah, is yeah. a... All sorts of balm, lotions, yeah. all that, but it's an aphrodisiac oil. We Didn't should be for, I mean, I like Wendy, so it wasn't an uncomfortable conversation. She said that people come into her cannabis shop, they're more likely to talk about, like, really gross stomach things they're trying to get yeah. rid of her sleep than they are. But, like, she's got this product. I thought it might have been her bringing you up. We do know her. We know her. Well, We're trying to partner with her. Because I'm trying to, like, now my mind's, like, gallons <laughs> yeah. and sex and love and Our animals. Our marketing and, like, is working. That. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> One of the really neat nights of my marriage, my wife would tell you this, we've done, we've been all over the world, had romance and stuff. One night I heard... Heard about a thing at your, I don't know, your partner rival at the aquarium, right? The aquarium did a love night on Valentine's night one night. I got wind of it like three days before. You know, I lived at the heart. It was 15 that's, that's, years that's ago. Right. And I told her, I'm doing something with you tonight. We went to Amici's for dinner, and it wasn't all that romantic. And then on the way back, I'm like, we're going into the aquarium. And we walked in, and it was literally an evening of chocolate and wine and sort of the mating characteristics of the animals yeah. that you walk around. And I was like, well, this was kind of cool. You know, anybody could do a candlelight dinner at the Beaumont, you know. Mm-hmm. But, they, but doing something yeah. around the animals, that's kind of cool. There's and, some bizarre stories. Well, and our whole goal is to 
you know, allure people in in a way that is really interesting and makes them want to come through the gates. But then we're education and conservation at our core. So Sex at the Zoo will have an incredible presentation on animal Can't courtship and mating. I know. It's AM radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she said the S word. <laughs> but yeah, so we're always looking for compelling ways to get people in. We have a St. Patrick's Day festival coming up in a few weeks, a glow-in-the-dark egg hunt for adults later that month. So tons of stuff. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. you can't just say glow-in-the-dark. What? No, no, no. We're not going to. It's so commonplace. It's so commonplace at the zoo. (laughs) So one of the important things is we need people to then come ask questions, right? So they have a website. No, what is that? The website? No. (laughs) Yeah. What is Marylandzoo.org. I, you know, I, I've admitted that I've cried a couple times this week, but I've admitted that like I never had a light bright as a boy. You know oh, what I'm saying? We can fix. I sorry. bought this this week, yeah. and now I don't it's know how to close. use it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm thinking of things that you know, like I did, never got to do. I never got to do an Easter egg hunt when I was a kid, so maybe uh, this is my chance. Yeah, what is this? So we have an egg hunt that takes place throughout the campus. It's in the evening, so the eggs do actually glow in the dark. And the pri- the eggs, there's thousands of them. There's either a prize slip in there that you will redeem for a prize. And it's cool stuff. There's concert tickets. There's, like, Stanley Cups and all the things. That, but we work with local um, companies and nonprofits to get things donated. And so there's over 100 prizes that day. So, But you actually hunt for the eggs throughout the zoo. So you get to see some of the animal exhibits. Some animals will be out. It's late, so not a lot. Of, don't buy the tickets to see the animals. We will have. If my like, wife finds out about this, she is a hunter and gatherer. She, yeah. is, she will be there after dark. She will do everything she can do to get nine of these eggs. Yep. And next thing you know, we'll be on some trip on some boat or something. Yeah. Don't and the tickets are affordable. It's like 35 bucks. Um, and it serves as a fundraiser for the zoo. So it's lots of fun. Tickets are limited. We sell out at 500, and I think we're already halfway there, and we just launched last week. So. This is Galentine's thing. This is outside at the zoo in February. So Galentine's is indoors, but okay. Glow will be outdoors, and that's at the end of March. I was just saying, don't be a wuss, man. The animals are outside, <laughs> too. You know what I mean? You can be. You can make it a couple hours, put a jacket on. I yeah. agree. It's been a little more mild around here. How are you making out, man? Last time I talked to you, you were new at the zoo. That's like the new zoo review coming yeah. right at you. Remember that one? <laughs> yes, you know, I remember that. You remember yeah, that, right? Yeah. Henrietta Hippo? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, what the hell? And Henrietta? Henrietta. Henrietta? Is that the hippo? Henrietta Hippo. There we go, gotcha. Freddie the owl. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Charlie. Charlie was the owl. Freddie was the frog? Frog. 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 Yeah, Freddie the right. frog. Right, exactly. It's okay. The news Have we bored everybody? Have we bored everybody? <laughs> no, Certainly me. This was drugs in the 70s and creative people Not for made the kids, this though. thing. Yeah, they, they, it was, it was a, they were people in suits. In the seventies, teaching kids it was like electric company. After like, school, I remember. It was like cool special, yeah. So, yeah. It's the new zoo review. It was Doug. I know the song, Doug, but I'm not Doug singing with you. Emmy <laughs> Joe. Every day is <laughs> a different Joe. show. Right? I didn't prepare for this. Right? But I know the song. Will you run the zoo? I know the song. How can you not I know, know the new zoo song. review? We're word for word. I'll work on that. Just but anyway, Steph. This well, you yes. were new with the Improv. Yeah, so Make almost, up your own yeah, I'm working on it. You're not new anymore, right? <laughs> no, so actually I'm about to hit my fourth, fourth year. Yeah, April. Close. Yeah, yeah. So four years in. But during that time period, we've been able to launch this new master plan. Can I talk about that for a moment? It's great. Some great Does stuff. Does it involve penguins? Uh, somewhat. It, okay. Well, our zoo always involves penguins. Right. It involves penguins. By the way, aren't you the guy who talked to me about the Dundalk Mall, East Point, had penguins in it? Did yes. you talk to me about we that? We did. That yes. is correct. We did talk about that. We did talk so about that. So the penguins that. are critical to us. Okay. Um, well, uh, they were critical to East Point Mall. I don't know who took care of them, though. That's the part that weirds me out. Who cared for penguins <laughs> right. in 1972 right. in Dundalk? That worries me. Because I know the people who care. Well, I, I know you, and I knew Don, and I know zoos, and I watched the channel with the Cincinnati yeah. with the hippopotamus that uh, that everybody wants to go see, right? Oh, Fiona. Fiona. Fiona, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I see... But I, 
those those TV shows do an unbelievable job of the amount of love, science, care, caregiving, relationships between caregivers and animals, all the stuff you go to SeaWorld once and you're like, they, you know, how do they make them do that? Well, like, there's a whole team of people that get up every day to keep these animals alive yeah. and well yeah. so we can go out there and love them up. In addition, the work they do here, they can take to the actual locations where wild penguins exist. So we actually are the key partners in South Africa in a wild location trying to make sure the populations of penguins continue to exist. There's been such a drop, sadly, over the past several years. We've seen pictures before and after of the same rock that had tons of penguins just four or five years What's ago. What's going on? It's down to... We don't know? Yeah, well, we do. We water be- temperature? We believe, well, we believe it's partly water te- temperature, but also competition for food. So the larger fish who used to be able to get more seafood up here are starting to head south and compete with the penguins for food. And... Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, and and we're overfishing our coastlines, so that's a huge part of it. So they have nothing to eat. They don't have yes. enough to eat. So when you're deciding what seafood to eat, you need to um, be responsible and look at sustainable seafoods. And like groups like the Monterey Bay Aquarium have Seafood Watch, and you can learn pretty much exactly where your seafood's coming from and make an informed decision because uh, the decisions where we're spending money, what we're putting in our mouths, uh, it does impact the world around us. Greatly. Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly, <laughs> but I, I, th- this is a new thing for me, so I'm glad you're telling and, me And we it. just started a new center in Namibia as well to help penguins in the wild. Listen, my wife and the man who saved her life, when, when we got his bucket list, we first met him, they both, it was important that they did a safari in Africa. So I think that's sort of the next frontier for her. Like, that's going to be her next... Oh, she would love that. That's going to be her next... Yeah. I, I'm the other... I want to do Northern Lights, so I'll stay and watch the cat. They'll probably come back with pictures of the Big Five and do all that, but they're going to go find penguins in Africa. That's going to happen. Good. You know? I did my first safari last August. It's something you got to do. I, I, I want to see the Northern Lights as well, but I was blown away by the Serengeti. <laughs> Bill, you, you just want to get out of Bel Air, right, basically? Uh, For I'm something actually, other than a roofing fair, I'm actually fairly content being at home <laughs> these days. Like, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. You don't want to go on safari? Uh, not, not in the immediate future. <laughs> we'll get him there. No, maybe one day. The beach maybe one day. Safari, you know what I mean? Right. That's the only way to maybe do. one day. We'll come on, take a ride Africa. with me, you know? Yeah. Shannon Brown is here. Kirby Fowler is here. By the way, how many Kirbys do you meet in any given year, day? I'm, I'm, Outside hold of my on, family. You meet Shannon, you meet Williams and Bills. I get you confused with the other Bill Cole. He got pissed at me the other day because I shared that Patriot thing you and I did, and he got blamed for it. Yeah. He's like, you keep sharing the wrong Bill Cole. And nice. Yeah, so anyway, how many Kirbys? In my family, a few. But outside of that, not many. There's a Kirby right over there. Uh, I went to high school with a Kirby. Kirby's a manager here at State Fair. No way. Yeah, there's a Kirby. I was going to bring you on together, and then you brought Shannon and Bill. I don't have a microphone for him, and he's like fixing dinner. It seems like a missed opportunity. But there is a Kirby here. Yes. Maybe later. Well, I'm going to have you meet meet a Kirby. He he knows a female Kirby, he said, but not a male Kirby. I know a female Kirby who took my Twitter feed before I could get it. She (laughs) she took what I wanted. There is another Nestor Aparicio in the world. Are you sure? And when I first went on Facebook, uh, there's a guy in upstate New York, and his name's Nestor Aparicio, and mine's Nestor J. You know, so... um, I don't think he had a different initial the way he put himself up. So he started getting in my feeds. Like ten years ago, and he's a maniac. Like he's just sports crazy ish on my, and people think it's me. Yeah, and it wasn't like a stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was no. a real dude. And I'm like, dude, like I, I don't know you, and I'll be friends with you, but you cannot impersonate me. Yeah. with dumb sports comments <laughs> on my Facebook page. But no offense to this Kirby, I, I have other people to do that, not name me, that will fake being me. Yeah. you know, <laughs> this is a Kirby. Yeah, but no offense, but I want to be the only Kirby around. So. Well, either he has I to leave or you. It's, okay. it's a one Kirby you. bar is what we're doing here. Kirby Fowler, tell me what you used to do and how that helps you do what you do. 
Yeah, so for 16 years, I was at the Downtown Partnership of Baltimore. And in some ways, there's so much overlap. First of all, nonprofit management. So that's clearly what I can take to the zoo. Uh, the connections you talked about before. Uh, but just the love of creating a destination. You know, in downtown Baltimore, you had to create a destination and invite people in. In some ways, it's so much similar to a zoo. You want to invite people in, have a quality experience for them, and keep on building, keep on doing new things. So that's why we have some new habitats that we're planning under our master plan. What's a uh, master yeah. plan? Hold on. Oh, sure. uh, so we're resetting. Bill calls it master plan. <laughs> we've been trying to get to the master plan. We need to get to the master plan. It's going to be quick. It's about the future. Yes. Really exciting. Why would the master plan be important? Well, you need a guiding principle that, that is... Li- oh, sorry, you go. Are you asking Bill? Oh, no. Me? Is it a test? I think what it is is it sets the direction, and it gets everyone aligned, and then we have something far off in the distance that we're working towards. It's a leadership part of our programming. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah. So anyway, master yeah. plan. Go for it. Yes. So our predecessors at the zoo... First of all, we've been around for almost 150 years. Uh, but over the past 20 years, 30 years... We've evolved in such a positive way to move animals out, out of these small habitats that people still recall from Main Valley and to much better habitats, much more open habitats. a cage. Yeah, small cages. I mean, I Terrible. went to San Diego Zoo in the early 80s, and it was like the first moat. You know, it was yeah, a yeah, place yeah. where you literally could get a picture of the animal without, like, a cage in the way. And yeah. it looked like, hey, I went to Africa because it looked that yep. way, right? It's like our Penguin Coast. Exactly like our Penguin Coast. But we need to bring back Main Valley. It's the first part of the zoo. It's the first 30% of the zoo, and it's been shut down for 20 years. We need to bring that back. Yeah, it went down 2004 is when the Main Valley stopped being a destination at our zoo. So we're going to bring that back. So when people enter the zoo, they'll be able to experience animals right away. Animals like gibbons, uh, stellar sea eagles, which are our beautiful predator eagles from, um, I think, where? Siberia. Siberia. From Siberia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going there to see them. I'm going to Jewel yeah, Park. Yeah, exactly. But gibbons are these incredible lesser apes. This is a terrible term, lesser apes. But they're, they have this amazing call that can be heard for two miles yeah. distance. They, they can swing from the vines. And we're trying to create the same type of um, dynamic experience where there's no mesh, no caging, and there's a moat. Because gibbons can't swim. So we're going to create a little moat, and we'll have that immersive experience the minute you walk into the zoo. So something uh, shock and awe the minute you walk in. You've got to have that. You've got to have that. You'll hear them before you walk through the gates. Yeah, What's your background in, in zoos? And I would think the only way to, um, I, I don't know, maybe it's wrong, because I don't sit around and listen to sports radio to figure out how to be good at it. But if I, if I took your job four years ago and Hutchinson said, hey, you're the guy, we'll do this, I'd be like, let me go to 100 zoos and figure out what they're doing, because I've only been to you know, a handful of zoos. I don't know what they do in other places, right? I don't go to the other zoos, but I do see them on TV. The Bronx Zoo had its thing, Cincinnati thing, mm-hmm. San Diego. I've been to the Wild Animal Park out there you know, 35 years ago, and now I see it, what it looks like now on television, and I did. That's done a wonderful thing for letting people see what goes on, but how do you know that you want shock and awe? What, what are they? If I go to the Bronx Zoo, what do they have at the front door, you know? Well, I think in terms of figuring out what people want, we try to do a really proactive approach of asking. Um, So we do lots of surveys for our guests, our members, um, event participants. So we ask, um, but we also do have incredible partners within the AZA community who have either been established a little bit longer than us or have... And that's the Association of Zoos and Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, So we have some really great examples, but we also, through the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, a cohort of professionals who are all working to kind of identify best practices that our keepers bring back to us, those of us on the administrative side bring back. So my background is in nonprofit fundraising and event production. So I come from, with the perspective of revenue generation and different ways to get people in the gates. So that's my my background, but um, that is shocking. All though, that's creating attention and yeah. saying, you know, yeah, you've seen the animals once, but you need to come back and see them again. What dictates 
that you do an exhibit, I mean, obviously money, this, that, but with getting, obtaining the animals, the care for the animals, they're all special and different, and what they eat and all of that. When you say we're going to have this new exhibit, where do the soup to nuts? Where do those animals come from, and how do we get them here? How do we keep That's them alive? That's a great question. So first of all, just the habitat design. We're starting to invite our animal teams into the discussion. So early on, you know how to d- design the habitat for the keepers as well as the animals. But in terms of where the animals come from, so we mentioned the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. We're a part of this accreditation group, and we get if we get accredited as we always do, we get Blue Ribbon. We're Blue Ribbon Zoo because we're the best of the best, and we're part of this great network. And we all share data on animals and this thing called Species Survival Plan. There's people planning every day on how to swap animals, transfer animals within within the United States and Canada and and beyond and for the benefits of biodiversity. And they ship them in yeah, yeah. and you see what what goes yeah. on. I mean, I I don't have to ask you about some of this stuff because I've seen yeah. it. Done. My wife loves animals. She's got animal plan. Like you know, I see all of this, but I, I don't. The business side of it is, hey, we're going to do a new exhibit. I'm like, where do they? You know, yeah. where do they have a farm for these things I've never heard of? These lesser apes. Well, yeah. <laughs> and the important thing with zoos as a whole, especially accredited facilities, is that the goal for. I mean, in a perfect world, zoos wouldn't exist, right? But there are really big impacts that humans have on the planet. So what we do in the zoo world is essentially to create a population, a safeguard for if the animals are facing extinctions in the wild. Noah's Ark. Exactly. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we... In terms of when we're shifting animals in and out, it can be dependent on the type of team that you have. If we have a team that is really well-versed in penguins, like which we do, you know, we are considered, you know, a prime candidate to be bringing in penguins. There are facilities all over the country that have those identifiers, but the goal is to be building up the populations of endangered species in the wild in like a breaking case of emergency scenario. And to benefit genetics and biodiversity. So the gibbons that we would get would be a breeding pair and hopefully they'll have offspring that we could perhaps transfer to other zoos. We don't import animals from Africa or other countries much. We import, well, we, oh, we transfer within the United States from other zoos. And so, there yeah. are instances where, like, an animal was hurt in the wild oh, yeah. that comes in as a rehab and might end up staying because they can't be released. We have a resident bald eagle whose name is Vega who was hurt in the wild. She was showing signs of neurological um, just differences and couldn't fly because she couldn't judge distances. And so through a partnership with DNR, Vega came to us and has worked on rehabilitative work throughout the last several years with us. And now she's starting to glide and show promise to fly. She'll never go back in the wild. But so sometimes it can be different. It can be an animal. We have two grizzly bears who's became orphaned um, a number of years ago and they'll be at our facility forever. Mother so, uh, uh, abandons them or uh, she was shot. hunted. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So you yeah, I mean then all these animals have a story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that I've um, learned that I watch is you'll bring an animal in and it has to assimilate much like a, you know the new kid in town like right well, like there. and because yep. there is a mm-hmm. pack mentality about all that that much like I have a cat at home and I'm afraid of bringing a second cat because I'm like, I don't want to F this one up. This one's perfect. You know, will they get yeah. along? Right? So building on Shannon's point, so we just worked with the Department of Natural Resources to get bring a baby otter who got separated from her mother in Harford County. And so we were hoping to make sure she didn't have too much interaction with humans because we imprint, or they imprint, and they become too used to being with humans. Unfortunately, you didn't know any of this when you were running no, down that part. No, 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 That's what I meant. You had a curve here. You yeah, exactly. yeah. So, uh, so we did our best. Our team did our best to keep separate from the otter, but she's still imprinted. So now she's going to be part of our collection. We tried to see if other zoos would take her, but they couldn't. Uh, but she's now part of our collection. So this is that perfect example where we're helping these animals 
in the wild, but sometimes they have, they have to come in for quarantine and start to connect with the rest of our other otters. So right now we're trying to make sure, does she connect with our male otter? We just brought another female otter in. So how do the three interact? It's, it's very complicated. It's the behavioral, behavioralists on our team, they are thinking about this every single day, how to get these animals to connect. And then mate, if you bring a boy and a yes. girl in so that you could have an animal there for the next 20 years, right? Well, that's yeah. an interesting point because I, mating um, is a really strategic operation in a zoo. Just because we have a male and a female, there might not be a breeding recommendation. What you don't want is easy. having um, what's deemed, it's my favorite term, is like genetically invaluable offspring. So you could have offspring that would actually hurt the larger population of pool, and you want to make sure that you're managing that. So these animals across the country within zoos, the genetics are so closely monitored. We know exactly how many reticulated giraffes there are in the AZA community. And you can, it, there's a stud book, so you know where they came from, you know the family tree, and it's so critically important. Like to, horses, like a lineage. Yeah, it's yeah, important sure, yeah. to know that so that you don't have these animals that are then overbred and have medical conditions that you have to then treat. And so it's it's really complex, but super interesting, and I love telling so people. So tell everybody where they can learn about all this sex and animal stuff, because it's that week, That's right? specifically. <laughs> well, not it's that. Different, different. You're doing sex You told me this. Yeah. Slightly different theme. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> uh, we have a really robust webpage at MarylandZoo.org, so you can find out everything about our events, our conservation programs, which animal habitats that we have on site. Uh, our marketing team does an incredible job keeping our website up to date. And I leave anything out. Get it all in. Well, can we remind people that we are a nonprofit and we are running a state and city-owned property, and we need need support all the time to keep our operations going. So buy feed our animals. Feed, feed our animals. Feed yeah. our animals. Yeah, buy the tickets, please. Help us out with this master plan. Uh, we're looking for support. Uh, we're we're a fantastic asset for the entire state, and I think beyond the state. Uh, we hope people will come and see what we're doing. Still Fun. a reptile house. No, it's there spread There it out. is. It's there, not in the zoo. It's, not, yeah, it's empty. <laughs> yeah. Without reptiles. It always freaked me out the reptile house. Don't worry. You know, we don't have it now. You're good. You're good now. Fundamentally, fundamentally, Druid Park and the zoo are a gem of the city, right? We lose sight of that. We forget it. We're not there. We don't go. Right. Like, that is, uh, that's my reason, I guess, for involvement is a defender of the things that need to be defended, right? A reminder of the things that we need to be reminded about. That's that. That's what this is, right? Like Kirby has said, and uh, like we didn't do it justice to talk about the future and the vision and where it's going. I mean, it, they do an, a magnificent job today, and where we're going is just going to blow you away, and people won't be able to forget where it is, right? Like you won't be able to forget it because it's so instrumental to the fabric of the city. You know, it's not in the Inner Harbor. You got to remember where we are, right? Like. It's, it's not it, on the bus line even in that way. It's a, it's a destination. Foundation. You come, it's you know? a piece of the foundation of the city. And uh, if you haven't been there, you need to get back because it's it's just phenomenal. Well, we try to get there once a year. I saw, you know, full disclosure. But I'm going to look at the calendar and figure we never have a bad time at the zoo. I mean, we just don't. I mean, right. because of the kind of events. The last time I was out there, my son drinking beer, out of Steins, and the Amish outlaws the are deal. playing at the foot of the hill. <laughs> you want to know the secret? You know, I know the deal. Yeah. You, you want to know the secret? <laughs> this is the secret. When it's like not super cold, but kind of chilly, and it's raining, go. Because <laughs> the volunteer staff that are there are always there, okay? And when you go on that day, you get access to them 
like no other time. There's no one else. They will tell you everything you ever wanted to imagine or know about Is he those animals. Me to zoo on a rainy day. I'm, I'm telling you, you can go I'm telling you, I'm telling you, some of the best days yeah. that I've ever been there were rainy, chilly days. It just is not crowded. The animals, to your point, behave differently. I have a memory like, of that. I was at the San Diego Wild Animal Park 30 years ago, and, and they say it never rains in Southern California. Uh, like a storm came. <laughs> there was literally a storm coming, and the giraffes, and it was like a wild, it's just giant. It, it looks prehistoric. I mean, it's just a giant area. It looks like where Fred Flintstone worked, you know? It looks like a quarry almost. And man, I saw like the animals running. At, what you talk about in yeah, Africa? Yeah, yeah. I had a moment thirty years ago during a rainstorm of these animals like freaking out yeah. and running. And I was on the little tram on the outside. And San Diego, it never rains. Yeah, yeah. But I was there one day, and so I saw. <laughs> so I, I do have a memory of that. It, it is just uh, you know. Fine, go when it's sunny. I don't care. Go both, really. Shannon Brown's there all the about. time. Kirby Fowler's. Uh, not, he might. You would not be the only Kirby there if Kirby came over to the zoo. <laughs> I'd so welcome we'll, him. We'll talk. I'm I kidding. See, I I'd love to meet him. I love. Well, to meet it is outdoors. She wouldn't be in the same room. That's you a good. Point. I haven't had a whole lot of nesters, dude. Yeah, I'm 55. <laughs> I got like three or four nester sightings. Okay. Um, and it's always weird when it happens. So, yes. uh, hey, I'm Nestor. We're doing the uh, crab cake row, a cup of Super Bowl. Did you guys get some soup? Bowl? Cup of Super Bowl. I'm getting a salad. It's well, over there right now. All right. Oh, there's a soup. I there's had a eggs soup. and bacon. With a soup. Soup's delicious <laughs> over there. They got some uh, Maryland crab. The Maryland Lottery puts this thing on 10 times the cash. Uh, big appreciation to them for giving us all these lottery tickets to give it. I got to walk through the room and just give lottery tickets out for a while. Uh, we're going to be at Pappas on Friday uh, of 9 to 5. We're here until 5 in Catonsville. Bill Cole was supposed to ride shotgun, but here's the problem, dude. You and I talk every week, and you invite all these cool guests, and you don't get a word in edgewise. That's okay. And when it's over, it's totally gonna, okay it won't be okay when it's over. He'll say, you didn't let me talk uh, I don't ever <laughs> complain about that. If I complained about that, I would never come on with you. <laughs> I complain every okay. time. So I don't. I'm okay. I accept it for what it is. It's a good thing there's a lady here. It's all good. Be a problem. It's all good. Ladyish. <laughs> Bill Cole, Shannon Brown, and Kirby Fowler, uh, Baltimore Zoo, Maryland Zoo. I said Baltimore Zoo. I knew I was going to mess that up. It's, okay. it's okay. I did that for 40 years, man. Like, what do you, How long have you been in Maryland Zoo? Uh, 2007. I did that for 40 years, just like it's 39 years. Okay. How about okay. that? All <laughs> right? Good. Well, I've been going all my life. You should get out there. And, um, and especially, it's especially good when beer's involved and there's, like, friends and music and fun. That's what I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Or you could take your iPod and put your things in and you still have... And go in the rain. Still be a yeah. And go day. in the rain. Yeah. And go in the rain and think of Bill Cole, Cole Roofing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, who's next? What do we got? Tell, tell everybody what's up. Uh, Center for Hope. Adam Rosenberg's coming up. We got the Sisters Academy. When I dream this whole thing up. up, Bill's like, ah, I'll stack that Thursday show over at State Fair. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have uh, potato chips deep. and sandwiches. God, the food looks great, and I'm getting friggin' hungry. All right, I'm going to take a okay. break. Back for more. Well, bring us. Bring us food. Bring us canned goods. Bring us things for the Maryland Food Bank. Carmen Del Quetcher made me cry at 9 o'clock this morning here, talking about my dad, talking about food insecurity and hunger. Uh, I'm going to try not to cry anymore this afternoon. Who's going to make me cry today? You know what happened? John and Rollo sat here. He went to the other State Fair. He went to Timonium. He said, I'm in Timonium. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> so he came over. We did show your soft side. But then my, our little league teammate heard us talking about our little league experience and showed up. Nice. And all he's ever done is work with special needs people. So he's a special human. Right. So I'm, I got one extra charity in. You got any more charities you want to promote? I'm trying Boom. to get to Just 100. the Maryland Zoo. That's it. <laughs> 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 we'll support the Center for Hope. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to promote more of Bill Cole stuff. Stay with us. We're over here at Catonsville State Fair. Come, come by. They have good Bloody Marys here, too. Stay with us.